Oh, hello. People in the chat are asking me why I'm so hard on him on myself. Um, uh, they're just like, like, like one guy makes a troll complaint. Like he might, he's not even serious. Maybe he's just joking, you know, but, uh, I'll see that out of the corner of my eye and then, you know, kind of act as if everyone thinks that way, even though I know that's not the case. But, uh, I mean, that's part of the hyperbole of this podcast, right? Is that, you know, one guy says one fucking stupid thing, and then I go on a rant as if that one thing is the thing that everyone believes. And um, I know that's not the case. Um, uh, I know you guys, for the most part, I think you guys liked the new part. I mean, I, at least I pray that's the case. Um, uh, I know some people probably didn't. But uh, I tend to overinflate that in my head. Um, sometimes it's genuine. Sometimes it's just that, you know, I know most other people know better. But, like, I'll take that one comment and I'll run with it because it's comedic material, right? So I can be like, oh, you think th you guys think this thing? Oh, well, let me tell you. And um, fuck, where, how do I fucking explain this? Um, I don't I don't th what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that all you guys hated it. I know it seems that way. But uh, I tend to t I tend to pick out the. The um, I tend to cherry pick the um, the ones the the comments that are like, a, on, at least on the surface, dissing my material, and then I'll run with it, right, and be like, "Well, that's not the case. Let me explain why." And uh, with this, um, I mean, what I'm doing isn't perfect, you know. Like, there's going to be flaws with what I put out, you know? And not everyone's going to be, like, just, there's bound to be some people that are disappointed every for every video that I put out because it's like, oh, you could have done that better. You could have done this better. I know that. But I'm always trying my best to put out something that everyone likes. I'm, all, I'm obviously not going to miss, I'm not going to hit the mark every time because I'm not a perfect person, Okay. I've, I, there's things that I find funny that probably other people aren't going to find funny. Like that tossers digging through people's asses joke. There's probably some people in this chat right now who saw that who are just like, what the fuck? This isn't funny. Like, oh, John Graham has lost it. He's lost his comedic edge. He doesn't know what's funny anymore. You know? And uh, I always... What I can say for myself is that I'm always uh, I always adhere to my own comedic sensibilities. If if I'm releasing a video with the intent of making people laugh, I make sure that I myself laugh at the video first before I put it out. You know, so it's like that's kind of like my stamp of approval. You know what I mean? Where it's like 
I'm I'm I want to make sure I laugh at this before I put out put it out and expect other people to laugh at it. You know? Cuz like that's 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 dangerous territory. Like if you're a comedian and you stop being true to yourself and you're just thinking about how to make the fans laugh and not you, then you're just servicing the fans and not being honest to yourself. And then I think that's the pathway to to the degeneracy of your content. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of YouTubers that do that, you know? They just pander, they cater purely to their fans. It's not that I don't have you guys in mind. It's not that I don't have my fans in mind or respect their comedic sensibilities. I just trust that their comedic sensibility is going to be the same as mine because they've stuck with me so long. And the fact is, when I was editing that part B of the episode that I was doing that ass-digging joke and I was holding on the shock, the shot with the sound effect and I was laughing my ass off. And so I was like, fuck, if I'm laughing, then the fans are probably going to laugh. And that's not obviously, that's not always going to be the case. And um, I really hope you guys liked it. And uh, I hope you guys like where it's going. Um, it's not always going to be this serious and dark Obviously, I mean, this isn't the full episode. Keep in mind, these are parts of the full episode. And so the next part, part C, is going to be the toys. And it's going to be more comedically inclined. You know what I mean? So this, it's not that it's not going to be focused on plot, but because Arbiter and Master Chief are in it, there's going to be more of an incline towards comedy. This this specific part, part B, was about advancing the plot and raising the stakes and further establishing the villain. And um, the villain plays a role, you know? It's important, you know? The best... Oft, often the best part of a lot of movies and TV shows is a, is a good bad guy, you know what I mean? And I feel like this... This bad guy that I'm creating for this season is appropriate. Uh, get it? It's contemporarily relevant. You know what I mean? Like the because we live in this world now of like political correctness and outrage culture and uh, people getting easily offended and sensitivity and snowflakes and safe spaces and trigger warnings. And so I was inspired to come up with a bad guy for this season that was just, that was basically the antithesis to all those things. You know what I mean? And so, like, let's have a bad guy that represents everything that's not those things. That just, fuck political correctness, fuck, fuck this snowflake SJW culture. You know what I mean? And, like, um... Where was I going to go with that? What am I trying to say here, guys? What am I trying to say here, boys? Say it for me. What am I trying to say here? Uh, fuck. Um, I want, I want fans to identify with the villain to a degree, you know, because that's what good, that's what good movies and shows do is like. That's that's how you that's how you measure a good villain, right? Is like how relatable they are. If they're just bad for the sake of being bad, then it's a boring fucking movie, isn't it? 
it's like Guardians of the Galaxy 1, you know, where there was just that guy. What was his name? He had the face paint, but in terms of character, he had nothing going for him. Uh, like his sole objective was like, I want the power cube thingy so I can rule the universe. <laughs> and that's it. You know, Roland, whatever his fucking name is. Yeah. Ronan, whatever, you know. And so with this, I want to create a villain that people can get on the side of in one way. But in another way, it's like, oh, shit, the things he's doing is appalling, you know. And what what this villain is meant to represent is basically the 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 the, the idea of the shadow. It's like a it's a Nietzsche idea, right? The uh, the 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 shadow self, the the line between good and evil that runs down the hearts of all men, you know. And so this villain is meant to be somebody who on the who on the one hand you're like. You know what? It's cool that he's taken out these fucking asshole tosser moderators and stuff. And, you know, I don't want to say too much. But, uh, um, like always, and just like season seven, I'm trying to create a relatable villain. That's, I think that's, that was one of the biggest strengths of season, season seven was Eugene in particular and how he was the season's bad guy, but he wasn't, he wasn't a bad, bad guy. You know what I mean? There, there was a degree of relatability to him, but he was just, he was just skewed a little too far in the wrong direction. And then, you know, uh, like he was capable of being a friend to Arbiter and that was respectable of him. But his behavior ultimately just inclined too far on the side of bad. And that that was the tragedy of that season and I think why the season was so compelling is that Arbiter had made a friend and then Arbiter realized that that friend was no good and that he had to make a very tough decision to abandon a friend that he made because he is doing the wrong thing, you know? And it's like, so the toys are weighing having one friend versus doing the right thing and stop stopping being his friend and taking him out via frag ban, you know what I mean? So, so I'm trying to stay true to that with Season 8 and creating a villain that is appalling but on some weird level people can actually like root for in a sick way it's hard to fucking describe you know but this this season is about a lot of things i was talking about this to somebody via twitter dm the other day he just decided to message me asking me a bunch of questions about the season and i was like well he's like what's what's this season about like what are the thematics and i was like well it's i don't know it's about a lot of things you know, it's it's about political correctness. It's about identity. It's about isolation. It's about anonymity. It's about cruelty. It's about the capacity for cruelty in every human being. And it's about good and evil. And it's about ideological possession. I know that's not obvious yet, but that's it. That will become obvious later on. The ideological possession is a huge theme of this season, which hasn't really. 
it hasn't really been touched on yet in an obvious way, but it's coming. Trust me. Okay. So it's this like, uh, and what I mean by ideological possession is, is conducting yourself and acting in life in a way that, uh, you, you believe something so, so firmly, so concretely, and, uh, you associate that with your purpose of being. And if and if you'll remember, season eight in a big way is about purpose. I mean, that, that was what the whole 2001 arc did, was that it established this search of purpose, search for purpose between the toys. So they're, they're wondering why they've been inexplicably brought back into existence for seemingly no reason, right? And so, uh, it's not immediately obvious yet, but l later on the story will get into ideological possession and how people attribute purpose and morality to their crusades, you know? And what that results in is actions that could be regarded as despicable to people who are observing, you know? But it's... It's like, fuck. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say anymore because I feel like I'm giving too much away. But I'm. I'm. I'm trying not to leave people in the dark at the same time. You know what I mean? Because I don't want people to be upset or feel like I'm deliberately trying to confuse them. You know, I just don't want to spoil the rest of the story. You know, I'm trying to make a. I'm. I'm really trying to make a fun story here, that's engaging and cinematically compelling. And takes some liberties and does some ridiculous stuff plot-wise, but it's still engaging. And it still makes sense on some logical level, you know what I mean? Anyway. So that that's what I'm doing, okay? So what do you guys want me to do now? Should I, should I, should I just go into some podcast material? Do you guys want me to answer any questions in particular? Should I go to Super Chats? There's a shitload of super chats I should probably get to. <laughs> Which I appreciate, by the way. It's not that I don't appreciate your super chats. Of course I do. But I'm just... I don't want this podcast to be super chats the show where I'm just constantly distracted by super chats and I don't have any time to, like, elaborate on my own thoughts or what I originally intended the episodes to be. You know what I mean? So... Okay, so it sounds like you guys want me to move on to super chats. Okay, so so why don't we do that? Well, we're we're moving on from the from the premiere portion of the show, and we're moving on to the podcast portion. And now I'm going to go over super chats that people have people have sent in. Okay, so let's do that. Um, let's do that. Okay, so first of all, we're starting with Poglins for Life who says, is it Silent Strike? No, it isn't. I can confirm that. Silent Strike was a character in Season 6, and this, this person is asking if that's the same villain that's being featured in Season 8, and it's not the same guy. Okay? So there you go. Thank you, Poglins. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, can you check my butt with a gun? Oh, like the tossers did? 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that supersonic. Uh, no, I cannot check your butt with a gun. I'm not a tossers moderator, unfortunately. I don't have that level of privilege. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, Muhammad Rashid says, I know you confirmed it, but can you tell where you confirmed it? What the fuck does that mean? Can I tell where I confirmed it? I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I guess that would have been more clear much earlier on when you made the super chat to begin with. But uh, I'm not really sure what it is. But it sounds like it's kind of a joke anyway. So, um, so I appreciate that, Muhammad. Thank you for uh, for your support. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, if you dead in the game, you dead IRL. Well, I'm not going to say any more on that, but I, I think you're on to something there, Supersonic. Da Daquan Sykes says, Nibba, shut up and kiss me. Laughing face and then the okay sign. Thanks, buddy. Um, I like I like the use of Nibba there. How delightfully inoffensive. Phew, what a relief. Can you imagine if there was G's in there? Wow. What a fucking shitstorm that would cause. Um, how offensive would that be? Legion716 says, Thank you for your content over all these years. Hey, thank you for tuning in, man. I appreciate it. Alexander says, Please more Trent and sound scenes. Okay, thanks, lol. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah that that Trent joke uh, was similar in that same kind of way where I think people saw that saw that joke and they were like Jesus like you know why I think that joke works you know the joke I'm talking about right where, where Trent gets raped in prison and I make a joke about him getting raped and it's weird because you think it would piss a lot of people off, but a lot of people were just like, damn, that that's actually funny. And some people were even like, John's one of the few people who can make a rape joke that's actually funny. And um, I think the reason that it's funny has nothing to do with rape because I'm not trying to trivially, trivial, trivialize rape. I'm not trying to do that. I don't think rape is inherently funny on its own. But what what is funny about it is that Josh Butterballs has the willingness to report on it on his show and show the footage uncensored for the sake of his own ratings. That's the, that's the actual joke there. That's why it's funny, to me anyway. It's not that somebody is getting raped. It's that this character, Josh Butterballs, is willing to show the uncensored footage on his show and have no problem with it. Because he knows that grotesque uncensored footage will get him ratings, but it's like he's abandoned all ethics in the pursuit of getting, of maximizing his YouTube views and revenue and all that. So that's that's what the actual joke is there. Anyway, anyway that's that's why I think that joke works. Anyway, uh, um, where are we, where are we here? 
J Gons eight three nine four says, please more. Oh fuck, sorry. J Gons eight three nine four says, John, can you give my pumpkin a check? You dirty little boy. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, dude. But I really appreciate the support. Thank you, Jagons. Jojo97 says, Hey, Jono, I'm on break at work right now. Here's a portion of my shekels. La, you baby girl. Heart. That's la as in love, if you didn't know. But hey, thank you. I appreciate that, Jojo. I appreciate you giving me your shekels. Even though that's... I mean, I shouldn't be able to say that, right? shekels because that is an anti-semitic term isn't it it's like whenever people use the brackets around certain words you know i mean there's obviously a layer of anti-semitism there but the question is whether that anti-semitism is genuine or whether it's just a resistance to political correctness you know where it's like i'm not allowed to make these kinds of jokes but i'm going to make them anyway because free speech which uh you know I'm on board with, I think, you know, because I think you should be able to joke about anything. And, um, and, uh, I mean, I obviously don't hate Jews. I don't think every, anyone in this chat hates Jews, you know, but people do that brackets thing anyway, because I don't know. Like, it's, it's just, it's funny to imply the idea that all media media is controlled by a Jewish syndicate or something. I don't know what exactly is the appeal of it. But the fact of the matter is, people do it anyway, you know. And I don't think they're necessarily anti-Semitic, you know. I think it's just people trying to have fun, you know. And I, I hate it when people trying to have fun gets constantly conflated with genuine hatred. You know, it's like uh, it reminds me of that Red Dead Redemption thing. You know how there was these there's these articles coming out recently, particularly from Vice that are saying like, oh, players are beating up feminists in Red Dead Redemption 2 and they're loving it. And it's like it's like it's not they don't actually care about beating up pretend in-game feminist feminists, you idiots. This is they're doing this because they know it's going to lead to outrage, right? And so they they do something like that. They punch a they punch a suffragette in Red Red Dead Redemption Two. Some guy puts out a video, and then Vice promptly puts out an article saying, "Oh my God, can you believe this? These players are beating up feminists in Red Dead. Is there is nothing sacred?" And it's just like, dude, the guy is having fun because he knows that doing this is going to lead to provocation. It's the provocational element that appeals to these guys. They don't give a shit about beating up pretend feminists. Like, you really think that's it? That's the sole reason? Like, get the fuck out of here. That's not the only reason, okay? A big part of this is mischief, you know? Like... Making jokes that you know are inappropriate in the current socio-political sphere. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I know this isn't going to go down well. People aren't going to react to this well, so I'm just going to make this joke anyway because whatever. I think it's funny. It's funny to watch people get pissed off. And it is. You know? 
But these these journalistic outfits like Vice, they know that outrage culture is profitable. So they might know better, but that doesn't mean they're not gonna, that doesn't mean they're going to stop report making the reportings that they do because they know that these outrage articles that they post is are popular and profitable. And they're going to milk that dollar. Of course they are. You know? Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on that. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Jojo. I appreciate your support, buddy. Um, Alt-Right Flute says, John, have you watched Code Gen... Code... Code GS? John, have you watched Code GS? I don't know how to pronounce that. G-E-A-S-S? There's a character named Jeremiah that was almost killed off in episode 4, but since many fans liked him, he was brought back and made more important. Um, I actually haven't. Code GS. Is that an anime or something? I'll look into it. Thanks, alt-right flute. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um... Supersonic Speedy Suicide says my ass was in some dramatic tension. Dramatic tension. Oh, your ass was in it, was it? Well, that's that's the intention. I'm trying to I'm trying to plunge everybody's ass in dramatic tension is really what I'm trying to do. Um Seriously though, like I do that is one of the goals of of the videos that I put out is dramatic tension, you know? Like I want my show to feel like an episode of Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul came on where you're just like I mean not it doesn't ha not specifically those sh I just mean those shows in the sense that it's shot really well and you know it's written really well. Not to say that, that my show is written really well, but I'm just saying I put a lot of effort into the writing and the way it's shot. And so when a show like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul comes on, you know you're in for a treat, you know, where it's like this is like proper cinema. It's like proper filmmaking, you know. And I'm not saying my show is proper filmmaking. I'm just saying this is a show that has been thought out to a degree that makes it a cut above most of the content that's available on YouTube. You know what I mean? Because what, what do most YouTubers put out? You know? It's not stuff like Arby and the Chief. It's usually just like, like what I'm doing right now. Some guy sitting in front of a camera talking about current events. And it's like, that's fine. You know, if you want to support particular YouTubers like that, that's totally fine. I mean, there's a lot of great YouTubers that do just that, but I don't want to do just that. I want to do that, but also create a show that's like, it's cinematic, and it's like, uh, oh man, what? Where's the story gonna go? Like, oh, what's what's the what's the plot gonna do? The plot's like zigging and zagging. You know what I mean? Anyway. I'm try I'm trying to produce a good product. Product is what I'm doing. And I hope people are enjoying it. That's all I can say. Um So thank you Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Uh moving on here. Kirkland Signature. Oh boy. Says John quote unquote on another Graham 
sorry, fuck. John, quote unquote, on another level, Graham is on another level. Yeah, that that was based on me pretentiously talking about how. I mean, I didn't say I was on another level. I'm just saying, like, this is the amount of thought that I'm putting into this into this script, literally shot for shot, you know. So, like, I'm not just flippantly making all this shit up as I go along. Like, every one of these scenes, it, they may seem bizarre, but they're carefully thought out. And there's a whole sequence to this thing. And, like, I've put a hell of a lot of thought into the story for Season 8, like, beyond this moment that you've just seen. Like, to a degree, I've pictured the story of Season 8 in its entirety to its very end. So... Like, obviously, that's, I mean, there's a difference between that and fleshing it out, fleshing out every detail so that that you have a script, a complete script where all the dialogue is finalized, you know? Like, what I have in my head is, like, the entire plot painted in broad strokes. But I don't know what exactly each of the characters are going to say in the future. And there, there may be some fine adjustments to the plot that, I am overlooking in this broad kind of this broad stroke analysis that I'm doing in my head. Like I'm, I'm trying to picture, picture the story of season eight before beforehand as concretely as I can, before I start like writing all the individual scenes and seeing how they manifest themselves. And, you know, in the process of writing a scene, I can all of a sudden decide that, it doesn't work in the broad strokes image that I had in my head. So I've got to make some changes, right? And this is part of the reason why it takes so long. Like, like I think people are confused. They're just like, what the fuck, man? You said you were, you were working on this story for years, but it's still taking you forever to crank these fucking episodes out. Well, it's like, it's true that I have the, the story painted out in broad strokes, but in the process of writing, actually writing out these scenes, like detailed like this is what happens this is what this character does this character turns his head slightly and moves in this direction and stops here and looks at that guy and says this thing and that guy responds with this and he says that and then that leads to this plot beat and then like in the process of explicitly writing that in detail I might realize like oh shit that doesn't that doesn't work you know it's like oh shit I had this in my mind for so long and in the form of a broad stroke and now that I'm actually writing the scene out, I realize that, like, you know what? This this dialogue doesn't sound right coming out of this character's mouth the way it, that I've just written it. But it's the way that I've just that I've planned it out for so long in my head. So, so shit. Like, I've got to I've got to make I've got to recalibrate here, right? And that that's the process, right? And so, this is how far I've gotten, and. This schedule I'm on, like I said before, this two week, this uh, two week schedule thing, is really working out for me, because it gives me ample time to like, to like, to get ahead on the screenplay writing, and get all the editing done, and get all the sound mixing done, and the music mix. There's a lot of phases involved in the production of these episodes, right? And it gives me ample time to like finish off videos and then I'll air them at the end of each of the two weeks 
the two week periods and then I can feel good that I'm that I'm making progress and I'm getting getting shit done as opposed to like when I was like beforehand when I was just holding off until an entire episode was done I would I would frequently enter these depressive episodes where I'm just like fuck man this episode that I need to do feels like a big undefinable blob and it's like what what part of it do I tackle first and it's going to be like at least a month or two months before a finished product comes out and so like all this time I'm working on it but then from the fans perspective they're not getting any content via my channel so they're just like what the fuck is John doing and then I I feel that I feel them feeling that and I feel bad and depressed and that paralyzes me and makes me less productive productive than I would be if I wasn't doing the thing that I'm doing now, okay? So that's part of the reason why I'm dividing these episodes into chunks now is because I can I can air something every two weeks that it's like, here it is. Here's a part of the episode. I know it's short, but I worked hard on this, and it's a part of it that's done. I don't have to think about it anymore ever again, and you can tell me what you think of it, and in another two weeks, we'll be back again with another part, and we'll just keep moving forward until the whole fucking season is done. You know? Anyway, that's... Fuck, man. My mind is just a complete fucking mess right now. But I think that's part of the, the joy of the... That's why people like the my podcast, you know? It's like... Like, in this moment, right now, in the podcast, my mind is a complete mess. And I don't know where... I don't know right now where... What the next thing I'm going to go to is. But, like, there's a, there's an, fuck, is, it's me trying to be real with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, like, I know where I'm, ah, fuck, what do I want to say here? I'm just trying to be honest. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be honest about uh, what I'm doing. And uh, the product I'm delivering, and uh, I want it to be exciting and compelling, and I want my podcast to be entertaining. And uh, there's, I think there's an uns, I think that's what I was trying to say is there's an unscripted nature to my podcast where it's like, you know, I don't even know where I'm going exactly in my dialogue with you guys, but that's part of the enjoyment, you know. It's not that I'm just reading all this off a of fucking. Sp- paid piece of paper or a teleprompter you know like when i when i when i pause and i'm thinking of where what i'm going to talk about next that's me actually doing that you know so that there's a genuine frustration and uh and uh fuck what am i trying to say i don't even know look i'm just going to fucking I don't even know what it is. I don't even remember clearly what it is that I just fucking ranted about for the past 10 minutes. But uh, it doesn't matter because I already said that. And now we're here in this moment in time and I'm struggling to figure out what the next thing I'm going to say is. And you guys are watching and hopefully being entertained. And uh, all right, let's why don't we just move on to the fucking super chats? Okay, on to the rest of the super chats. Um and this all started from Kirkland Signature's Super Chat. Unbelievable. So, uh, 
Thank you, Kirkland Signature, as always, for your support. I, I appreciate it, man. Um, River727 says there is an episode you wrote called Blast Radius. I know. I remember. I recall the fact. But I appreciate you reminding me. Thank you, nonetheless. Thank you. Thank you, River727. Uh, Shane O'Quinn. Thanks for your thanks for your contribution there, buddy, even though there's no text. You guys should attach text to your super chats. But if you don't, that's okay too. It's up to you, of course. Um River seven two seven again says, so what you're saying is you subvert expectations. <laughs> I like that. That's that's a Kathy Newman joke and also a Rian Johnson joke. Um, I mean, at least that's how I interpreted it. But uh, I, I don't agree with subverting expectations for its own sake. Um, I think I think what you need to you you need to adhere to the truth of the story that you're trying to tell, and that doesn't always necessitate subverting expectations. You know, so, you know, when people shit on The Last Jedi, that is something that I that I give that I grant those guys who complain about it is that Rian Johnson clearly had an intent to constantly subvert expectations. And that isn't necessarily the best way of going about things, you know, um, because you're you are willingly going against what the fans want. Right. But on the other hand. Is what the fans want the right path as well? You know, like, I don't necessarily think that's the right path either is what I'm trying to say. But what the artist needs to do is be as true as possible to the story that he's trying to, to tell. And the way that you do that is that you have an end goal in mind. You have You have a goal or a thematic that you want to reach by the end of your story, and that's what you're trying to hit. And, like, you don't want to purely subvert expectations, but you don't want to purely have your content be fan service either. Both are bad. So you got to find a middle ground. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's that. And I actually, I got to go piss again. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're annoyed that I have to go pee, but I have to go pee because nature calls and there's no stopping it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be right back. I'm going to take a few minutes, take a breather, and we're, we're going to come back and we're going to do some more super chats. Okay, so I'm sorry, guys. I know you're pissed off. I know you, oh, it's so terrible. You got to wait around for a few minutes waiting for my ass to to bleed urine from my dick. But it's, it has to be done, boys. I'm sorry. It just has to. So I'm going to go and do that, and I'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Burp. Burp right back, guys. <clears throat> I, I want to fuck a dog. Fuck a dog in the ass. You guys know what that's from? I think it's I think it's a hidden track from a Blink 182 album. Anyway, so we're back. We're back, guys. Um 
What was I going to say? I was going to say something about... Jesus Christ, what was I going to say? Nah, fuck it, I forget. Um, I'll bring it up again if I remember. Anyway, uh, what we're going to do for now is just uh, resume with the Super Chats. So here we go. Um, uh, who's up next? Uh, Meow. No, not him. Later. But uh, for now... Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, please don't be sad. We love you. Yeah, I, I know you guys are, for the most part, I think, uh, in favor of what I do and what I'm doing. Um, and um, I, don't, I don't deny that maybe one or two people are disappointed by what I put out. And uh, that's that's not the intention, so I'm sorry if that happens. But uh, I do acknowledge that most people especially you guys watching the chat right now are on my side i don't think you would be tuning in otherwise so but when somebody tends when somebody says something that's disparaging i tend to run with it because i can get into an a hyperbolic funny rant with that you know what i mean so i don't it's not that i think everyone is out to get me you know but it's like in some cases, you know, somebody says some snidey thing that they may not believe. But, you know, maybe it's a thought that's occurring in the back of their mind. And and I like to address it because I feel like there's some there's some material there with some entertainment value. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm not sad. I, I've actually been very... I've been doing really good the past couple weeks and a big part of it is because of the new schedule that I'm on. Like it's, it's, it's definable, you know, where it's like one week I'll, I'll put out the podcast and a bunch of broadcast stuff that I did, you know, whether it's the podcast or some video game streams or whatever, like I can put those, that those out one week. And then the next week I can put out an RB episode part and then the next week a podcast, and then the week after that another RB episode part, and so on and so forth. And I can feel like I can, like I'm constantly meeting expectations, you know. And it's it's great doing these podcasts after I've finished a part of the episode that I can show because it puts me in a good mood where it's like I've got I've got a portion of the episode done, and I'm ready to show it to people. And that puts me in the good in a good mood, to, and that 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 makes the podcast better, you know. If I'm in a good mood, because it makes me more talkative. So, like when there's these, like I said before, when there's these stretches of time where it's just like, it's like an hour long episode, but like I'm working on it. Trust me. And then like for weeks and weeks go go by, and nobody sees a finished product, and they're just like, "What are you doing, John?" And I'm just like, "I'm working on it. Trust me." But everyone's just like dude, it's been so long. Like, like maybe you're putting too much effort into it. Why don't you just fucking like dial it back a little bit and just like, like what's so hard about just like doing what you used to do before with machinima. And the fact of the matter is that w the regime that I was under with machinima was not a good one. It definitely wasn't healthy for my life. 
I mean, cranking out one episode a week and then, like, taking occasional breaks for, like, writing and stuff. Like, that was fucking hard. And that came at the cost of me not having a fucking social life. That's the the cold truth of the matter. And I didn't want to do that again. I wanted to make a healthy amount of time for me to balance my life with... Balance my obligations on the show with other stuff in my life and like have time to have fun and stuff you know and not always just be like every day is just roll out of bed go out write go home edit and do nothing but that and then go to sleep and I'm not even socializing with anybody I mean literally it was like stretches of weeks and months of just that where it was just getting work done And I wasn't hanging out with anybody or having a life or I was barely. What am I trying to say? It wasn't a good I wasn't having a good time. And now with this with this structure that I have now, I feel like I've actually struck a good balance where I'm actually happy and it's making me productive, you know. So I'm actually more productive than I was before because I don't have that paralyzing depression where I'm just like, fuck, I'm, I've been working so hard on this episode, but nobody's seeing any finished portions of it. And it's like everybody's wondering what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just like, shit, like people are frustrated with me and they want to see something, but it's the episode's not done yet and there's still more work to do, but everybody's frustrated and that puts me in a weird position where it's just like, I've got so much work to do still to get the episode out, which will make people happy. But the fact that people are bummed out already means that that makes me upset and then destroys my productivity And then I end up working less on the show than I would do under a structure that I'm under right now. And then that ends up depressing me. And I don't, I end up getting uh, less work done than I am now. The fuck, what I'm trying to say is that this schedule that I'm on is good. I know the parts are short, but it's a healthy thing for me that keeps me constantly working and keeps me constantly cranking out stuff for the fans to enjoy okay so look i know a bunch of people are just like fuck john's way too hard on himself or they're just like jesus jesus i don't i hope john doesn't think that we the fans are like you know like like they're the owner of a sweatshop where i'm the sole inhabitant you know where i'm just working away like i'm trying to get the next episode done and everyone's just like, hurry up, just just finish it so I can watch it already. Come on, what's taking so long? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that of you guys. I mean, I, th- I think you guys have been remarkably patient with me, and I can't, I, I appreciate that so much. You have no idea. I consider myself incredibly lucky to do what I do and have a fan base such as yourselves who uh, appreciate my work and uh, appreciate the amount of effort that goes into it. And they also appreciate my um, trying to balance a, a social life along with that. You know, it's like you guys get that part of it. And uh, I'm really appreciative of that. And I want to reward you guys for that patience by creating kick-ass content. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm trying to do. 
I'm trying to make a badass show where it's like every episode, it's like, what's going to happen next? Shit. I, I got to tune in for the next one. You know, that's that's the kind of show I want to make. That's the kind of show I'm driven to make. Anyway, so that's that. Let's let's move on with Super Chats here, okay? So uh, I'm not sad, okay? I'm actually do- I'm actually doing really well, just just to put you guys at ease. So thank you, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. I appreciate it. Uh, moving on here, Tobias Edverson. Holy moly! Thanks, buddy. John, I've just returned home from the hospital after undergoing lung surgery. Lying in bed popping opioids and benzos to numb the pain i gotta say feels good to lighten the mood by tuning into your podcast cheers buddy holy fuck dude i hope it's not i hope it's not too serious because that sounds fucking serious shit man i wish you the best and fuck i'm glad that my podcast of all things brings you relief jesus and uh uh I know you've been a long time supporter Tobias and uh I really appreciate what you've given me so far and I'm glad you enjoy the podcast and I'm sorry for what you're going through I don't know what it is exactly but uh if you don't want to share that's fine and I just hope I just wish you the best and I hope you 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 get through it whatever it is that you're in the hospital for cuz lung surgery doesn't sound good but uh, my thoughts are with you, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, here we go. Uh, Lone Star says, John, I'm drunk from Jägermeister right now. But when I was sober, I was laughing my ass off from what you were showing us. Oh, well, that's a relief. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, thanks, Lone Star. Alexander says, was Madeline hot? Uh, you know what? Um... I, I never actually considered that part of her, like her physical beauty, like, um, was Madeline hot? It doesn't matter. You know what? Like I was, I'm inclined to, to give some kind of answer, but I think, I think actually it's better if I don't, cause I don't, I really don't think it matters. I don't think it's relevant story wise. Um, who cares if she's hot? What matters is that that character is important to Eugene, okay? Everyone's saying, yes, it does. It does matter, John. We need to know if she's hot or not. How big are her tits? That's what the fans want to know, John. How exactly big are her tits? What are the cu- what's the cup size? Tell us, John. You're holding out on us, man. You know, it doesn't matter, okay? And I'm not going to give you guys the answer, okay? Because what's important is that that character is important to Eugene. And that was the function she played in the story, okay? doesn't matter how big her tits are. doesn't matter how beautiful she's perceived to be, all right? Okay, guys. Anyway, thanks, Alexander. I appreciate your contribution, buddy. Captain Desi says, will Assassin Ninja 4827 make a return to check butts? Uh, possibly. I haven't, uh, I haven't considered that yet, to be honest, but I've thought about a number of characters. Like, I've, I've, I've looked over all the, like, supporting characters throughout the show and, and put some thought into who I could bring back. But, uh, 
So far, there's no plans to bring back Assassin Ninja, but maybe, perhaps, perhaps, okay? Is that good enough? There you go. Thanks, thanks, Captain Desi. I appreciate it, man. Brand Eno 96. Hey, thank you for your super chat, man. I really appreciate that. I'll, I'll put that money to good use, I promise. Actually, what, what I just did... One of the things I just did was with uh, your guys' super chats, I I paid I paid the guy who made me that second fan poster. Um, I also paid the guy who remastered the audio for season for the pilot episode of uh, season one, so that'll be coming out soon. I've just gotta I've just gotta finalize the music mix and re and re-record some dialogue, but that pilot remaster is done. And so I paid that guy for the work he did. And I also, I used the Super Chat money to buy a new hard drive. I just bought a 5 terabyte uh, lacy rugged hard drive for me to edit off of and to hold all my project data because I've been having a big problem with uh, space for footage. And so uh, that uh, bigger hard drive was something that I really needed, and I have it now, and it's thanks to you guys. So thank you for that. I appreciate uh, your guys' help. I'm trying to to you be smart with the money that you guys are that you guys are throwing at my face, and uh, I want I want to use it for for making better content and improving the the uh, the the uh the workflow in involved in uh delivering quality content to you guys so uh thanks again for for all the support i appreciate it so thank you brand eno 96 uh moving on C citatus nim totrin says hey john it says $100, but I'm not quite sure what to make of it because it says New Zealand at the at the beginning. And so I don't know how New Zealand dollars compares to Canadian or U.S. dollars. But, hey, it sounds like a lot. So, hey, I appreciate your uh, contribution there, buddy. But uh, what he says is, hey, hey, John, I have been struggling recently with a girl who I had fallen in love with who slowly began hating me. She cut me off, which has been a struggle. I have been identifying with Arbiter in Season 7, and that has helped me forward. Love your work, John. Keep it up. Um, see, it's a little concerning because Arbiter in Season 7 is not a flattering depiction of Arbiter. You know what I mean? Like... The things that Arbiter does and says in that season are not deliberately not flattering. And uh, he says something particularly awful to Claire in that season where he basically tells her to go fuck herself even though she's trying to be the best friend that she can to her, to him, I mean. Um, but that that frustration that Arbiter feels is rooted in in the fact that he loves Claire, but he knows that that feeling will never be reciprocated because of what he is, and that's a toy. 
so there's a there's really a grim aspect to that to his behavior there and that and to be honest that comes from a very real place of like feelings that I was going through around that same time where I had I there was people in my life that I was just head over heels like like I I loved the person but they didn't re- reciprocate my feelings and that's a that's a tough situation to be in man and it makes you feel hurt you know especially in, if it's a case where you were let on which just is it makes you angry you know and a lot of that anger I put into that character in that season because thematically that it felt appropriate because in the seventh season of the show, I was deliberately trying to paint the characters in an unflattering way, you know, where it's like what this character is saying right now isn't right, but it comes from a genuine feeling that I had growing up where it's like, fuck, I really love this person, but they they don't love me and they're not capable of ever loving me in the same way. So I feel angry because of that, you know? And I'm I'm happy to say that I never actually took it as far as Arbiter did, where I never told anybody to go fuck themselves. But uh, but that was a genuine thing that w- was going through my head, you know? Like, what if... I just said, like, you know what? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Like, what if I actually had Arbiter say that, you know? And so it it's unflattering, but it came from a real place. And even though it's not flattering, there's value in the fact that it's real. You know, it's a genuine feeling. And um, thematically, like I said, for that season, it felt appropriate because... Season seven, I think, in large part was about was about it was about a lot of things. But one of the main things it was about was about moral decay, you know, where it's like these these toys have developed a set of morals and like a code of ethics. And that deteriorates throughout the season because the world hasn't shown them any kindness to 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 warrant good behavior. You know what I mean? Like. The, the toys have constantly got the short end of the stick in life. And it's like they start to seriously question their own morality. And it's like, why am I making such an effort to be good when the world constantly treats me like shit? And that, that was one of the themes that I dealt with in that season. And that's why I always take pride in that season. Even though it's it's an unflattering season for the characters and it's a very dark, grim, bleak season... But it comes from a real emotional place, and that's why I always thought it was, uh, I thought it had, you know, value to it, you know. I wasn't just being bleak for its own sake. Like, there's, like, there's, there's a, there's, the, the, the bleakness climaxes at, like, like, two-thirds through that season, but then there's a, there's a resolutory act at the end of that that tries to bring things to like a more positive conclusion. But then obviously it ends in tragedy because the toys get blown up at the end of season seven, right? So, um, um, but there's a reason for that too, you know? Uh, 
It's 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 complicated, you know. It's hard to explain, but you know, season seven is what it is, and uh, you know, I think it polarized a lot of people. But uh, in an on the plus side, I think that was also what made it so memorable. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't just cater to the fans and make something like stupid that I wasn't creatively engaged with. Like, I made something that I was creatively engaged with that didn't lead down a very pleasant path but it came from an emotionally honest place and i feel like that alone would resonate with people and that people would as polarizing as the end of season seven was that people would people would appreciate what i was trying to do with the whole season overall you know where it's just like i'm trying to acknowledge the pain that everybody feels throughout their lives you know and uh you know, for for a show that on the surface seems so juvenile, that a show like that can actually be about serious things at the same time, you know? John, quote unquote, I don't cater to fans, Graham. Oh, well, I can always rely on you guys to extract the core theme that I'm trying to say, can't I? Without fail, you guys always zero in on what I'm really trying to say to you guys. Anyway, there you go. Uh, look, regarding your plight, um, I've been there, man. And um, why she's hating you, I don't understand. Um, I'm guessing because you won't leave her alone. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I don't mean to draw conclusions, but. I mean, you have to understand that that's what people do. They draw conclusions based on the information you give them. So, so if you're if you're falling in love with if you have fallen in love with a girl and you're telling me that she's slowly slowly starting to hate you, that suggests to me that you are like that you are on a regular basis trying to like get her to be interested in you in subversive ways, like like subtle ways like I don't, I don't know I don't know what it is I can't say what it is you're doing like the only one who can say that is you what exactly you're doing with this girl but it seems like like you've been trying to like get with her repeatedly and she's just not having it and she's starting to resent you for constantly trying to hit on her and the advice that I have for you is stop just stop, dude, because, like, no matter how hard you push, that is not going to go anywhere. A woman is not going to fall for you by force, okay? Like, she needs to do it on her own. So, honestly, the best hope you have is to move on. Move on, find another chick, you know? And she might come around later on, okay? But uh, but you've got to let her go because that's what she wants right now. But if if she later decides that she likes you and she sees that you've moved on, that might incentivize her to actually try and grab your attention again, you know. But when I say move on, I mean actually move on, not not just faking moving on. You know what I mean? Like you actually have to move on so she gets the sense where it's like, okay, he's leaving me alone now. And he was interested in me, but he's not anymore. 
and he's fixated on some other girl. And if she actually likes you, then she can, of her own accord, she can either decide, okay, well, he's left me alone now. Or maybe she'll decide, you know what, I like that guy. I'm going to try and get his attention again. And then she might do something and then you can decide to take a course of action based on that, you know. Um, but you actually have to move on. I mean, for your own sake, if nobody else's, you know, just like if if a if a girl doesn't want you around and doesn't reciprocate your feelings, the best course of action is to move on. As hard as it is, I know how fucking hard it is. Don't think I don't understand, but like, you have to for your own good. The worst thing you can do is just keep pining forever over the same girl. You know, it's just uh, it's destructive. So don't do that, okay? Anyway, I hope I said I hope in that rambling mess that I just uttered there that uh, I said something that maybe you find useful. I'm sorry if I didn't, but uh I appreciate your support and uh and I don't I don't envy your plight at all. I know it's tough and uh, I wish you luck with that, man. I really do. All right, moving on here. Let's move on. Um, Jgons8394 says, Does Josh Butterballs actually have Butterballs? Uh, no. No, it's just a name. It's just a name, I'm afraid. Anyway, thank you, Jgons. I appreciate your support, man. Um, Meow Meow Choco Chow says, Is Master Chief secretly smarter than Arbiter? That's an interesting question. I don't even think I know the answer to that. Or I mean, I could I could just I could just come up with an answer. But I think that would make the characters less interesting to me, you know. I think I like the idea that there's a part of Master Chief that's smarter than Arbiter, but he doesn't know how to tap into it because he's too carried away with the his own ego and his fanboyism. You know, but I like to think that there's a part, there's a latent part of Master Chief that is, that has a sh actually a sharper intellect than Arbiter does. And I always liked throughout the entire series that, uh, uh, you know, certain, certain plot elements will come up and then the characters will encounter them. And then even though Arbiter is more closely on average associated with the voice of reason it's actually chief that will come out with the sage wisdom once in a while that happens a, that happens quite a lot actually and i like that i like that there is something about master chief there's something about his juvenility his lack of maturity that lead that occasionally leads to sage wisdom it's hard to explain but uh, it's it's kind of like how it's kind of like how children are perceived to be to be brilliant. Y you know, you've heard the term like childlike genius. It's like children who are perceived to be genius, but like as they grow older, they lose that genius, you know. And. Uh, um, there's there's like with ch with kids people who are juvenile and immature there's like a there's a filter that isn't there that that is there with a lot of other people you know and because that filter isn't there 
I think that occasionally leads you to like ideas that are the equivalent of like mining for gold. You know what I mean? Where it's like all of a sudden you come across this idea where it's like only only the genius of a child could come up with that. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Where it's like you you know you have characters like Arbiter that are that are on the surface smart and they overanalyze everything, but it's actually a juvenile, honest perspective on things that can occasionally lead to sage wisdom. I always like that about Master Chief's character that there's there's something to him that strikes at truth, you know, truth at the heart of matters, whatever the matter is, you know. Anyway. That's that's my thought on that. Um, thank you, Meow Meow Choco Chow. I appreciate your support, buddy. Um, Captain Desi says, I'd rather watch you than Megan Yeah. I don't know who Megan Yeah is. Sorry. Is that a Twitch streamer or something? Uh, thanks, Captain Desi. Uh, Jgons8394 says, John, can you get Scott have an itch for some coke sandwiches faggot <laughs> can you get scott have an itch for some coke sent i mean you phrased it like it's two separate sentences i'm not even sure how to read what you've written here um uh i guess on some level you're asking if scott will ever come back maybe uh, there's no plans to yet, but I haven't ruled anything out. I'll say that much. Anyway, thanks, Jgons8394. Appreciate it. Uh, Tekka Qatar says, holy moly, fuck. Uh, thanks for the super chat, buddy. Uh, just want you to know that I've been with your show since the beginning, and it kept on getting better, evolving onto a whole new, onto a whole level. Wish I were able to support your show more because it's more than well-deserved. Anyways, good work, man. Good work. Hey, thank you, buddy. I'm glad you enjoy it so much. I really do. I'm really trying to create a compelling show, boys and uh, and girls. I, I don't I don't want to... I don't... I don't want to assume that there's no girls watching... But due to the fact that the YouTube audience is predominantly male, I'm just led to that conclusion. But if there are actually women watching this, uh, I do actually appreciate you watching it. And uh, I wish it was more even because uh, I don't consciously try to exclude women from like my con from being able to appreciate my content. You know what I mean? I don't I don't make content exclusively for men, you know. It's just that a, a lot of men happen to watch my show, you know. And that's okay. But uh, if there are women who watch my stuff, uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I wish you'd be more vocal. Send me an email or something. Telling me, telling me why, as a female, you particularly like my stuff. I mean, I, I assume there are reasons. I mean... In my show, I I have a tried I've tried to address the fact that online gaming, in large part, is a big boys' club, you know, that tries to omit women, and it's like, like any girl gamer who plays a video game online is like a try-hard gamer who's just like trying to be one of the boys 
to a point where it's just cringy. And I just, I don't believe in that. You know, I think there are, are, there are girls out there who like that, but that's not every girl. I mean, there are girls out there who are genuine gamers and they're good at video games and they just want to play video games online without getting harassed. And I respect that. But, um, I think there are a lot of women out there who try to like, they try to fake that they're one of the boys I mean, this was popularized recently by, uh, you know, that stupid Overwatch meme where it's like that I want to be Tracer song where the joke of the song basically is that like, I'm going to be this character. No, I'm already that character. It's like, well, okay, I'll be this character then. It's like, well, no, I'm already that character. It's the joke is that everybody wants to play as all of the characters all the time because all of the Overwatch characters have been set up with uh, with very efficient storytelling. You know, what what who who develops Overwatch? Blizzard, where they make uh, like every character in Overwatch has like a cinematic that's that it's like a mini movie that sets them up. And I always, I'm not a big Overwatch player. But I've always I've, I've always appreciated that about Over Overwatch in that it it connects players to playing as characters through narrative rather than what those characters are what their abilities are in the game. You know what I mean? Like using using narrative to connect the player to characters rather than in game abilities. I always liked that about Overwatch. But anyway, that's but that song, like there's a a video with that song, and there was a girl that's th there's a girl singing along with the song that's shown playing Overwatch, but she's holding a PlayStation Four controller, and everyone's just like, "Dude, Overwatch isn't on PlayStation Four. So it's just like, "What are you doing? Like, if you're go if you're gonna pretend to be a gamer, like get it accurate at least, and have an Xbox controller in your hand. Don't." Don't assume. Don't pretend you're playing Overwatch with a PlayStation Four controller in your hand and expect everyone to go along with it. You know what I mean? It's like it's obvious you're trying to cater to an audience there, where it's like you're not an actual fan of Overwatch. Like that's there's some disingenuous behavior there. You know, where it's just like I I want everyone to think that I'm a that I'm a gamer who likes Overwatch, but it's like you don't actually care really. That bothers me. But I don't think all girl gamers are like that, you know? I think that's a fraction of them. Anyway. It is on PS4? I didn't think Overwatch was on PS4. Are you sure about that? Oh, it's because the controller was off. Okay, right. Sorry. Okay, well, I guess I'm wrong about... Well... I honestly thought that Overwatch wasn't on PlayStation 4, so I guess I'm under a mis um, misconception there. So I apologize. But it's the same sort of thing, right, with the controller being off? Because if the controller's off, the, you know that she's probably staring at nothing off camera. There's probably not even a game running, you know? Like if the controller's off, I mean, maybe that there's a console with a television on off screen, but she certainly isn't actually playing it because her controller's off, you know, so.
John supports women in gaming. Boo. <laughs> well, I want to be clear that I do. Because I, I don't want to be falsely attributed with these sexist assholes who think that gaming is just a big boys club that women have no place in. I don't agree with that. I don't want to be associated with that hateful kind of... You know what I mean? Like, there's there's just all this, like... There's this big, like, misogyny and gaming wave thing that, you know, like, toxic gamers and stuff like that. And I, I, I don't want to be associated with that because I've spent... I've invested so much time and effort in trying to not be one of those people. So I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm one of those people who try to exclude people based on gender. I don't give a fuck... What I, what matters to me is you whether you're being genuine or not. So if there's a genuine girl gamer out there who plays Overwatch and Halo and whatever the fuck else, that's great. But just don't try to be just don't try to pretend to be something you're not. That's that's the gripe that I have, you know. John Virtue Signaling Graham. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you. I know you guys are just joking. You get what I mean. That's that's what's great, you know? Like, you guys can make a joke like that, and I know, like, just by you making that joke, I get that you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's move on, okay? I appreciate uh, I appreciate your support, man. Uh, Tech, Tekka Qatar. Thanks, buddy. Um, Celtic Horn says, I think you put more pressure on yourself than your fans do. You see it from the film critic standpoint. We see it from the awesome story standpoint. You're doing awesome, man. Keep up the good work. Hey, thank you, buddy. I appreciate your kind words there. Um... I think you're right. I do put... I do put a lot of pressure on myself, but I think that's, I think as a content creator, that's, uh, it's a double-edged sword, you know? I am hard on myself, but it's one of the reasons that, uh, I produce content that's a, that I think is a cut above what's on YouTube for the most part, you know? I don't, there's not a lot of YouTubers who are doing what I'm doing. Or put the amount of thought into their work that I do. I'm not trying to sound like a, an asshole. I'm just saying that's a fact, okay? Because I've seen a lot of YouTubers. I know what passes as regular YouTube content, and it's not that impressive. You know? Not that, you know, so, some guys talking in front of a microphone can't be entertaining. It depends on the person, right? I, I don't know, fuck. Uh, you get what I'm trying to say. Anyway, thank you, Celtic Horn. I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your support there, man. Thank you. Uh, Rivers727 says, Seriously, though, is the main villain another toy? Uh, you know what? I, I wanted to say something, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'd rather keep it vague. Some people already know exactly who it is and what the villain is capable of doing. Some people have figured it out already. But for the people that haven't, I'd rather not make it explicit. So, 
There's going to be people in the audience who are just like, oh, it's painfully obvious what's going on. Don't you guys see, you fucking idiots? And then there's going to be some people who are just like, well, what, I missed something. What, What's going on? And for the sake of preserving that sense of mystery among those people, I'm just going to no, not say anything, okay? So, there you go. Thank you, River727. I appreciate your support, man. Uh, the Fox says, John, thanks for all the amazing years of entertainment. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, thanks, buddy. M Meow Meow Choco Chow says, is Chief the protagonist or antagonist of Arby and the Chief? That's a very good question. That's another one where I don't even know the answer. Um, if you were to think of him as the antagonist, I think on some level you're right. Because what Arbiter and Chief represent as characters is the duality of man. And I'm not I'm not trying to be a fucking elitist douchebag when I say that. I'm I'm actually being serious that they are they are they are meant to symbolize two halves of the human psyche where it's like two aspects of everybody's mind that are constantly at war with each other and i think that's something everyone can empathize with you know where it's like oh you know what i understand the arguments between master chief and Ar the, an arbiter because those are the kind of arguments that i have in my own head and they are based largely on the arguments that I have in my head, you know? So there's a degree of truth to that where Chief is perceived as the antagonist. But uh, when it really comes down to it, I don't consider Chief as an antagonist. I consider him as there's some evil to him, it, to his character, but it serves it serves a function that is that can be beneficial in the long run you know like the things that he says aren't always you can't always sympathize entirely with the things he says and the things he says might objectively be wrong or disagreeable but uh he plays a role you know the way he thinks there's a function to it you know and it is what it he is what he is and i think a world without that perspective would be a world at a loss do you know what i mean by that it's it's complicated to explain you know like there's uh like it's it's wrong on surface value to say some of the things that he says, but the role that he plays, the fact that he's saying those things, I think there's a place for that, you know? And it's like everybody's free to disagree with him, right? Like you don't have to agree with what he says, but the fact that he exists, he thinks the way he does, and the says he that he says the things that he does, there is some value in that. Not not in the sense that you agree with what he's saying, but that he's saying those things, he has that perspective, and you're free to disagree with him and say something in contrast or in counterpoint, and then perhaps even come to a synthesis of ideas where you reach a new idea that you might not have reached if it weren't for the input of someone like him. 
You know what I mean? So there's like kind of a necessity. There's a necessity to the path of good to a character like him existing. I think is what I'm trying to say. It's hard. I know I know I probably sound like a fucking idiot to a bunch of you guys. I'm not I'm really trying to th- I'm tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to parse this out in a way that makes sense. There's a lot of complicated thought that goes into this show, believe it or not, despite how juvenile it is on the surface. But uh fuck anyway. That that's that's my thoughts on that. You make do do with that what you will think think on that what you will uh anyway thanks thanks meow meow choco chow that's an interesting question it's a good question thank you uh supersonic speedy suicide says was eugene's sister hot (laughs) this again was eugene's sister hot was she extra thick because because that's the point right is she hot or not john Stop withholding the facts. What's her cup size? Tell us the truth, John. Tell us what really matters. I don't know, okay? I haven't come to a decision on that. Because, to be honest, it just wasn't important to me. That character played a function, and beauty was not a part of that function, okay? Anyway, moving on. Thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Uh, Discount Gumshoe says Eugene's sister... (laughs) Oh, it never ends. Eugene's sister is the thigh queen of Thysengar. (laughs) Oh, fuck. The thigh queen of Thysengar. There you go. Sure, why not? She's the thigh queen of Thysengard. There you go. Thanks, Discount Gumshoe. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, did Charlie the doggo survive? Please tell me. I need to know. (laughs) Everyone's so, like, determined to know these unessential details, you know? Details that are unessential to the plot of the seasons, but it's like, we need to know regardless. What about what happened to Tyler's dog? Did he, did the dog survive? Uh, you know what? I think the dog did survive. Um, it's obviously not under Tyler's ownership anymore because Tyler's dead. I think what have what would have happened is that the dog was brought into a pound and is now the dog is probably under the the dog is either dead put down or under the care of some kind of uh animal control facility. I'll say that. <clears throat> All right, is that satisfactory? I'm sorry if it isn't. Anyway, there you go. Um, thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Admiral Icarus says, will there be, will, will there ever be a sex scene between Claire and Arbiter? <laughs> uh, these are all the right questions. That's not important, you guys. 
That's not the point. The point is that Arbiter feels love for another person, okay? That doesn't have to be sexual every time. But no, of course, that's what it inevitably leads to. That's what, like, it always comes to that question where it's like, John, tell us the details. Spill the beans, John. Do they ever do it? Do they do it or not? Just tell us. I'm not going to answer that question, okay? It's not important to the plot. That's not the point. The point is that Arbiter is a, is a toy, but he he may or may not have a soul like a human human being does. And that soul might be capable of loving another person. And just because Arbiter has never met Claire in person, that doesn't mean that he can't have love for another person that he he has heard the voice of and knows exists and has demonstrated a personality. Like, I think you can fall in love with a personality, you know? And that's important. Thematically, it's important, you know? Because it's like Arbiter's a toy. He's not a human. But he feels love like a human does. But ultimately it's not going to go anywhere because of the obvious physical differences. I mean, I did I did make that joke in Hello World where, you know, Chief makes that joke about to Arbiter where it's like, well, what's you think Claire really likes you? What's she going to do? Stick you up her vagina? Like I did make that joke, you know, so it's not like I haven't completely unacknowledged that that way of thinking in the story you know but it's not important so no there's not going to be a sex scene with Arbiter and Claire okay there you go I gave you a complete answer anyway let's move on so thank you thank you Admiral Icarus I appreciate your support Alexander says, seriously, we need to know if Madeline was hot, please. Oh, my God. Sure. Why not? She was she was totally hot, dude, with, like, super big tits. <laughs> Are you happy? There you go. She was super hot. She had huge tits. Okay? <laughs> uh, thanks, Alexander. Kiro says, hi, John, was Madeline a futa? <laughs> I don't even know what a futa is, but I have an idea of what it might be. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Kiro. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, was Madeline a trap? <laughs> Fuck. Sure, okay. She was super hot and she had a giant penis that was coiled around her leg. One of her legs. Okay. That's the only way she can store her massive penis in her pants while she's in her hospital bed. Okay. There you go. Uh, thanks, Admiral Icarus. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, was your crush extra thick? Um... What are you talking about? The girl I went to prom with? Yeah, I would say she was thick. Yeah. 
I'd say that was a pretty apt description, actually, because I wouldn't say she was fat. She wasn't obese, but I would say, but I would say she was thick. I would say that was an accurate descriptor. Is that sad? Are you satisfied? There you go. Okay. Um. Thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. John Chubby Chaser Graham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. Wurda. Is that how you pronounce that? W-Y-R-D-A. Says, seriously, dude, we need a Madeline origin story of three movies, a video game, and a TV show. We get to see how big her boobs are, and you get mad money. Much love. <laughs> Sounds flawless, Wurda. I'll I'll uh, I'll consider that, okay? Thanks, buddy. Dylan Coulson says, "Hey Jono, just got off work. Time to slam back drinks. How's it going? On the topic of women, I am crushing on the waitress at the restaurant I work at. She laughs at my jokes and we get along, but IDK. <laughs> IDK, guys. Oh, it's tough when you IDK. Um, uh, first of all, crushing on a girl at work and deciding to make a move on that girl, that's a risky move. Because you don't want to shit where you eat, you know, or where you work. Uh, um, um, as the saying goes, you know, um, because you you run the risk of making your working environment awkward. And I have done that before, okay? And it's not pretty. I've crushed on women at work. And that can lead to very unpleasant territory. So I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, does that mean that you shouldn't go for it? I mean, if you really like this girl, on the ch if there's a chance that she really likes you... If you were to make a move, maybe something could come from, come from it. So I don't think it's right to say that you should ignore that completely. But that's a roll of the dice that you need to to decide to take. You know, I'm I am not going to recommend that you make your deliberately make your work environment awkward. You know, but I also don't want to tell you to completely neglect something that could end up being fruitful you know so I think just maybe take some more time to register whether or not it's a risk worth taking like tr try and find some ways to test the waters you know it's like does this girl really like me or not and if you do some water testing and you realize that maybe she doesn't have feelings for you then then you can decide from there, like, uh, maybe it making, maybe going for it isn't the way to go here, you know. You need to mine for more information, you know. You need to, you need to f uh, make your footing in this situation a little more firm, you know, to, what do I want to say here, boys? What am I trying to say to this guy, boys? Help me out here. Um, what I said, you know, test test the waters a little bit more. 
before you make a move, try and f try and work out in some subtle way. I don't know how, but figure out whether she might like you or not. I mean, outside of work, try to establish here's something. Try 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 to establish a line of communication that's outside of work. So, in other words, try and slide into those DMs, as the popular saying goes. You know chat with her on Facebook or whatever the kids use now. I was going to say MSN, but I'm just, I'm just like, nobody fucking uses MSN right now. If I say MSN, everyone's just going to call me an old asshole. Like, oh, you're so fucking old, you used to use MSN. MSN Messenger. Nobody uses that. That's not cool anymore. Everyone's on Discord or Facebook or uh, Twitter. Twitter DMs or like uh, what do people use now? Fuck, I don't know. Just like phone texting, I guess, like SMS. <laughs> John AOL Graham. Believe it or not, AOL was a little... It wasn't before my time, but it was slightly before my time. And uh, I mean, around the time I was using MSN Messenger, that was around the same time where those AOL discs were going around where you could install AOL on your home computer and use that as an alternative to MSN, I suppose. But I was one of those guys who was using MSN strictly rather than AOL. I wasn't an AOL person, yeah. But I remember those discs going around. Like, you could get them in cereal boxes, you know. You could, at the bottom of a box of cereal, you would get, like, a disc where it's just, like, Try AOL for a week free or two weeks free or whatever. You know, I remember that shit. But anyway. Uh, all right, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take another break. I'm sorry, guys. I need to go pee. I know everyone is... I know there's a unanimous collective groan from everybody as I say that. Like, oh, he's got to go piss again. What's wrong with him? Does he have something terminal? Maybe he does, but the fact of the matter is that he needs to go drain the main vein, and he's going to go do that, and uh, I'm going to take a few minutes, and uh, I'll come back, and we'll finish off the Super Chats, and we'll talk a bit, a bit more, okay? So I appreciate your patience, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and please stick around. We, uh, it's not over yet. We've got more to talk about, so uh, thanks, guys. I'll be right back. Welcome, welcome. Are you guys having fun? I really I really hope so. I hope nobody's bored. Um I'm trying to make this entertaining. I hope you guys are having fun. I really appreciate you guys uh tuning in for so long. Uh so why don't we just uh why don't we finish why don't we finish up these super chats, okay? And then maybe we'll get to some material. People are having fun. That's good. Okay, thank God. All right, let's let's move on with the super chats here. So, um, where were we? 
Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, please, girls, email me. I'm lonely, Graham. Oh, because I'm so desperate for women to email me. That's why I mentioned that I hope women watch my show. I'm not that desperate for female attention, okay? I'm just saying that I... Fuck. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm saying that I acknowledge that most of the YouTube audience is men. But if there are women that watch my show, I'm really happy about that. And I hope they, I hope they enjoy my work and they don't think that I am part of this oppressive community that's trying to exclude them. That's all I'm saying. I'm not asking women to email me much as you might think that's the case. But nonetheless, I appreciate your input. Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Citatus Nim Totrin says, Thanks for sharing your experiences, John. Helps knowing that's, helps knowing that's part of why Season 7 was made. She and I were real close, and it sucks losing her. Yeah, I know, man. I've been through it, dude. I know, I know the fucking feeling. I know how bad it sucks. I went through it. And you'll get through it too. Everyone does. It's it's something everyone fucking deals with. You know. Eventually you'll meet someone. I haven't met that someone yet. But I think I will one day. I mean I thank God I'm not I'm not a, in a position where I feel like I can't talk to women, you know? Like I feel I'm totally comfortable talking to women. But uh, do I want a girlfriend right now? I don't know. I don't think I've met the right person for that. But I'm not against the idea. But I do think there's a problem where it's like, if if I do get a girlfriend, then they're going to have to be okay with the amount of time that I put into my work. You know? Like, there's going to be long stretches of time where I just want to be on my own, writing my own shit, working on my own shit, you know? And I don't necessarily want to spend every waking hour of my free time with whatever, with whatever, whoever girl I'm with. You know what I mean? Like, I like my me time, you know? And right now, I'm focusing on, focusing on work and building an online channel and a following. And getting a girlfriend isn't a priority to me, to be quite honest. I had one for a few months, but uh, that's over. And uh, I'm just on my own for now. And that's okay. I feel secure in that fact. I don't feel insecure because I'm single. I'm comfortable in the fact that I'm single. And I think other people who are single should be too. You know? Because I, I think if you're in a state of desperation where you're, it's so obvious that you don't want to be single, then that's going to just drive women away. You know, where they're just like, oh, I can smell the desperation off that guy. So they're just going to avoid you like the plague. But there's this inverse effect where it's like as soon as you don't care and you're comfortable with yourself and being on your own, then all of a sudden that makes you attractive and women want your attention. You know, it's fucking weird how it works. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. 
So don't if you don't have a girlfriend and you want one, you know, don't don't fret, don't worry about it, but don't be desperate either. You know, you've got to like not care. And in not caring, you will get attention after that. It's fucking weird how it works, but that's how it works, okay? So keep that in mind. Anyway, thanks, buddy. Uh Jay Gons eight nine three four says Where the fuck was it? Do you have a fetish? Also great episode. Loved the butt scene. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Do I have a fetish? Uh I don't know, but if I did, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable talking about it here. Me maybe that's something I want to keep private if I have a fetish. I don't think I have any fetish that's like objectively weird. I mean there are there are fuck, how do I want to say this? Um no, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I don't have to I don't have to divulge every last fucking detail to you guys, okay? If I want to keep things certain things private, I have a right to do that. This isn't a free license to know every aspect of my psyche just because I'm in front of a camera, okay? So what do I want to say to this guy? Um, I'm thinking. Thinking what I want to say. No, I don't have a foot fetish. Um, you know what? I'm just going to leave that private. I'm not gu- I'm not going to talk about my porn preferences on camera, okay? Just because I'm on camera, just because I'm doing a live podcast, that means I have to s- tell you guys absolutely fucking everything. No. And no, I don't have a trap fetish. Wow, coward. Fuck you. Coward. Let's see you get in front of a camera and talk about your private details about yourself I guarantee that you would be an autistic mess in front of the camera you'd be stuttering and you'd be like anyway alright let's move on here um, thanks Jay Gons I'm glad you liked the butt scene I appreciate it uh, Captain Desi says, was Killer Kitten 19 hot? I like to think that. I like to think so, yeah. Um, yeah, because that's, uh, that's Kylie from season six, yeah. I, I always, ima- I always pictured her, uh, unlike Madeline, where I didn't really consider her beauty at all in her character, I think... Kylie in season six, who's Killer Kitten 19, I picture her as an attractive girl because I wanted her to be... I wanted her to not fall into the stereotype that all women gamers are fugly, you know? 
where they just they play video games for attention because they can't get it any other way because they're not attractive or they're not considered conventionally attractive. You know what I mean? And so I, I wanted to I wanted that character to exist outside that stereotype where you have like a a girl who's like a gamer enthusiast. She's good at the game, but she's also hot as well. And I don't I don't, I think there's people like that who exist. I don't think that's me just I don't think that's me countering reality for its own sake you know what I mean where it's like I'm gonna challenge all the character tropes just because I can and I'm gonna I'm gonna have all these unrealistic characters like to me a character that is female and a gamer and is attractive isn't an unrealistic character to me like I think there's plenty of women out there who are like that but there's all these there's all this stigma that surrounds them you know where it's like Oh, you're a girl. You're you're. There's no girls on the internet. Uh, blah blah blah. Guy in real life. Uh, you're probably you're probably ugly as fuck. That's why you can't get a man. That's why you're probably on video games because you're trying to get male attention, right? Because you're not pretty. I I wanted to I wanted to have a character that existed outside that stereotype, and so yeah, I I pictured her as being objectively attract attractive. That character. But also similar to Mad Madeline's character, it doesn't matter because it's not the point at all. You know, all that matters is that she's female and she plays the game. She's good at it and she hacks people. And it's not real. It's not the game she cares about as much as it is like. I mean, she plays that game, Reach, specifically so she can hack people, so she can profit off of stealing people's private information. That's why she's on there. She's not on there for male attention or necessarily because she enjoys playing the game. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. There you go. Uh, thanks, Captain Desi. Uh, Kiro says, hi, John, did Arbiter bang Madeline? Oh, for Christ's sake. You guys ask the lamest questions. Did Arbiter bang Madeline? F sure. I, no. I don't want to say that's canon. I mean, part of me just wants to say, like, yeah, okay, sure. You want that to be the official canon? Fine, they banged. You know? Who cares? Fuck. This is stupid. Did Arbiter bang Madeline? No. Okay. I'll say that. No. Thanks, Kiro. Steven says, yeah, but is Claire hot? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you guys. Is Claire hot though? Well, that's that's what's important, isn't it? That that's the flow chart of any uh, t movie or TV show. Is there a female character? Yes, no. If yes, is she hot? That's the that's the paramount question that needs answering. That's the the core dramatic question, isn't it? 
Um, I don't know. You know, it's interesting though because in in Killer Kitten Nineteen's case, her beauty is something I thought of early on, where it's like I didn't want her to be stereotypically like. I didn't want her to be unattractive so she fit into the stereotype of only ugly girls are good at video games because they want male attention secretly. Um, but in Claire's case, it's similar to Madeline's case where I just didn't think about it or it's just it's not important to me. What Arbiter is attracted to, what he has fallen in love with is uh, her personality. I mean, that really is it. Like somebody who she, who can listen to him, hears what he has to say, doesn't treat him like a joke because of his stupid voice, and is actually a genuine friend to him. But regardless of that, Arbiter is... Even though Arbiter is not a human being, he, I, he still identifies as male. And Claire obviously identifies as female. And so there is an attraction there, but it's not its not a direct physical attraction where it's objectively sexual. It's just like, I identify as a boy, you identify as a girl, and we get along really well, and I'm attracted to you as a result. its th That's kind of what it is. Oh, I hate talking about this shit. It's so fucking weird. But you guys will just keep gone going with the awkward super chats. Anyway, here we go. Let's just move on. Yazan Abozlad says nothing. He just sends a super chat. Well, thanks. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your support, man. Alexander says, take it back. She can't be a trap. John, no. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Cry me a river. Thanks, Alexander. Uh, Yazan Abuzlad says, John, please know I cannot die peacefully until I know what happened to Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh. Hey, I have an idea. Let's dig up every minute detail throughout the series and let's ask John about it. As if he seriously considered it. What happened to Randall, you guys? Even though he was obviously a one-off joke for one episode that wasn't even a story episode. It was a bite episode. But who cares? No, we gotta find out what the fuck happened to Randall. Because you guys insist on having every single loose thread tied up, even if it's something that's non-essential to the overall plot. Uh, I don't know what happened to Randall. Okay, he was a one-off for that bites episode, and he doesn't—he doesn't play a role in the main overarching story. And I don't want to say anything on that. Okay, maybe I'll bring him up. Maybe I'll introduce him later in the story. I don't know if I will or not. But maybe I will, you know? I don't know. I need to think about it more. Anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks, Yazan. 
Oh no, that's that's a different one. Oh yeah, sorry. I want uh I cannot die peacefully until I know what happened to Randall. Share this information or I will be forced to unsubscribe. Thank you. Oh, I'm forcing you to unsubscribe, am I? Well, I'm very sorry about that. I know I've got a gun pressed against your head, but I haven't clicked the hammer back. Click. Now I have. Anyway. Um, thanks, Yazan. Slider Turtle says Madeline's nudes may not be... Imp <laughs> Madeline's nudes may not be important, but you know what is important? Your health. How have you been, John? Oh. Also, here's some money for the death camps. <laughs> Thanks. Well, as I said before, I've been doing I've been doing actually really well since adopting adopting this new schedule that I have where it's like and a part of Arby and the Chief every two weeks and every other week I do the podcast stuff. That schedule is really working out for me. It's improving my mood a lot. It made me happy enough to be willing to do this stream today. So I'd say it's going pretty well. So thanks, thanks, Slider Turtle. And uh, I'll be sure to put your money to my death camps. <laughs> I'm glad you're you've you're aware of that. On my previous podcast, I told everybody that I was going to use the super chat money to build my own death camps for uh for non-whites. So uh So yeah, you you people sending super chats to me can can have faith that I will use that money I will put that money to good use and that good use is building death camps for people who are not white to inhabit and ultimately be killed for my amusement. <laughs> well, what a wor what if that's not a worthwhile cause, I don't know what is. Anyway, thank you Slider Turtle. I appreciate your support. Captain Desi says was Tyler Black did he have BBC? <laughs> Did he have British Broadcasting Company? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, Captain Desi. What are you trying to say? Was Tyler black? Uh, no, he wasn't. I pictured him as a white guy. So there you go. Thank you, Captain Desi. Uh, Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, I can't hold my bladder. I'm just going to splatter Graham. I like how you put T's in bladder, even though it makes no fucking sense, just so it would rhyme with splatter. Well done there. I'm just fucking with you. That was funny. Well done, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Good nickname. Good nickname. Uh, Captain Desi says, While you were in the bathroom, I fragbanned everyone with my RGH console. I don't even know what RGH is. But uh, cool, man. Right on. Uh, someone want to tell me what RGH is? I don't know. But thank you, Captain Desi. Uh, Dylan Coulson says, Thank you for your advice, John. Spousal is not a problem at my work, and my boss told me to go for it. 
but I think you got the right of it. One off one off felon ca. That's a hashtag. I don't know what that is. But hey, I'm glad you I'm glad you appreciated my advice and uh I guess you're going to be testing the waters a little bit before you make a bigger move. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Play play it as safe as you can. Cuz you don't want to make things awkward at work between coworkers. That's not good. But uh there you go. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks for your support, man. Tony R says your shirt is dope, dude. Finally, someone someone says something about my dope ass shirt. So what do we got here? We got um Godfather, Scarface, uh Sopranos, uh and Goodfellas. Characters from all those series and movies. I love all that shit, man. If you haven't seen any of those movies, I highly recommend them. And if you haven't seen The Sopranos, do yourself a favor and watch one of the best TV shows ever made. I am fucking serious when I say that. Sopranos is dynamite. Anyway, thanks, man. Um, Thank you, Tony. Uh, Jim, that one guy, says, Ever gonna use the RB and the Chief Activate remix? Well, I did. It was in one of the episodes. It was one of the 2001 arc episodes. Which whatever one it was where the toys were on the like the dance floor and the music was playing, I used it then. But anyway, thanks thanks Jim that one guy. Uh Worda says is Eugene hot? Oh, here we go. All the, the getting absurd now with these questions. Is Eugene hot? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it would be fitting for his character to be objectively attractive. I think he would be kind of like a an average looks kind of guy, or just under average, you know. Where it's like there's a reason he's retreated into gaming. You know, beautiful people, they tend to... I don't want to say beautiful people don't don't go into video gaming, but I would say they are less inclined to. You know, I think people people who are unattractive or... Uh, don't have a lot of reproductive success, let's say. Or, you know potential success in that field they tend to retreat into video games so i would say eugene is like a under average looks kind of guy you know anyway there you go thank thank you warda uh john that J oh sorry jim that one guy says is greg hot oh here we go more absurd Sure, Greg is the hottest thing I've ever seen, and I want to fuck Greg because I think Greg is so attractive. I want to fuck a spider. That spider's ass is so fine. Mm. There you go. Greg, Greg, the most beautiful spider in existence. Spider fetish confirmed. There you go. My terrible secret. You guys know. Now you guys know. What am I going to do? 
Uh, Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, what happened to Toad from L.A.? I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit? L.A. sucks. I'm trying to forget about that. I'm trying to put it behind me. I'm not going to address characters from plots that I'm not engaged with or I don't care about. L.A. sucks. Let's just try and put it behind us, okay? Thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Rivers727 says, am I hot? I don't know. Are you? Are you a guy? Because if you're a guy, then I'm immediately, immediately going to say you're ugly because I'm too insecure to admit that a man is handsome. Because if I were to admit that a man is handsome, that would make me gay. <laughs> Everyone knows that. And I'm not gay. I'm straight as fuck. Ugh. I'm straight as fuck, dude. Anyway. Yes, Rivers, you are incredibly hot. Thanks, buddy. Uh, oh, dot, dot, dot says, is this the last super chat is is the last super chat guy hot? <laughs> well, we haven't got to the last super chat guy yet, have we? I mean, you were the guy at one point, but that's not the case anymore. There's still more super chats to go. But sure, why not? You guys are all sexy as fuck. You're throwing money at my face, so that means you're all super sexy. And women would have sex with all of you. At the drop of a hat. You don't even have to say anything. You just have to show up in front of a woman. And they'll immediately just take their clothes off. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Oh, dot, dot, dot. Fus, F-U-S, says, hey, John. Hey, John, in caps. What happened to John G.J.C. from season five? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about it, to be honest. But you know what? Now that you mention that character, uh, maybe I'll do something with him later. I don't know. I'll keep that in mind. But I remember now why I used that character, yeah. Um, maybe I'll do something with him. I don't know. Anyway. There you go. Thanks, Foos. Fuss. However you say that, I'm not sure. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, please, I need to know what happened to the pizza man who didn't get paid. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> every single irrelevant character every ever featured. It's like, what happened to him? What's his story? What happened? Whatever happened to that? You never explained it, John. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't fucking know, Okay. These characters serve a function, and then they serve that function, and then they stop being ne necessary, okay? But maybe maybe, uh, maybe I'll bring back the pizza man from season seven. I don't know. Was he fired? Did he get a promotion later on and become the manager at the, <laughs> at the place? <laughs> please, John, please. Please, John, tell, me, tell us what happened. We're dying to know. Fuck, I don't know. Sure. I mean, I guess, like, I mean, a pizza was ordered. The pizza wasn't delivered. 
And so presumably that employee went back to the pizza place with the pizza there that was made and there was no sale that was made. And so they lost money. So I don't know. It would depend how many times that that employee let down that employer. But maybe that was the first time that that employee had let down that employer. Maybe the employer at that point was still willing to keep the person employed. You know? Because you got to deal with... Uh, I mean, there's shit's going to happen, you know? Shit breaks. Shit doesn't go right or according to plan. So you got to account for breakage or things going wrong, right? So occasionally you're going to get a customer who doesn't pay up or there was some kind of misunderstanding or the pizza doesn't get paid for. Does that mean you got to fire the guy right away because the pizza wasn't sold? Maybe it was the consumer's fault. In that in that case, in the, in the episode, it was the consumer's fault. It wasn't the pizza guy's fault. So I don't think the employer would fire the guy because it wasn't the reason that the sale wasn't made didn't lie with that employee. But anyway, I'm putting too way too much fucking thought into this in what is essentially a stupid troll question. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. You know what I mean. I'm just saying, like, you're, you're obviously asking a troll question. I'm not trying to call you stupid. But uh, I think I am putting way too much thought into this question. But uh, there you go. Uh, thank you, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Uh, meow Meow Choco Chow says, Will Skylar Loveheart, Scott, Trent, Adam, Lord Xanthar, and Eugene's ghost join forces to exact revenge on the toys like the Sinister Six in Piderman? Maybe. But uh, there's only plans for Eugene's ghost right now. Because if there's more than one ghost, that kind of makes it not scary anymore, you know? If I'm going to do the ghost thing, then it's scarier if it's just one, I think. But no, there's no there's no plans to bring additional ghosts into the story. I'm just going to stick with Eugene for now. Thanks, Meow Meow Choco Chow. The guy who's who is Australian says it's my birthday today. Give me some stuff. Well, happy birthday, guy. Guy who is Australian. How how do you celebrate your birthday over there in Australia? Do you go out and have sex with a kangaroo or something? I don't know. What do you, what do you do over there in Australia? What's 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 a birthday custom? What is it you want? What kind of stuff do you want there? You want me to give you something? What do you want? Do you want this beer? How am I supposed to give it to you? Do you want me to send you something? Am I supposed to run over to Australia with something? Hand it to you? What do you want? What do you want from me, guy who is Australian? What do you want? All right. Happy birthday, buddy. I hope uh, I appreciate your support, and I hope you had a very nice birthday. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you. Uh, $5 from message retracted and no username. Well, that's unfortunate, but hey, I appreciate uh, I appreciate it regardless. If you, if you have to be still here in the chat, 
I hope you know I appreciate your contribution. Uh, Jgons8394 says, John, I know this podcast has been very hot and homey. Do you mean homo-y as in it's been gay? I just want to say that you make my day, baby. <laughs> just li like the hat, by the way. Oh, thank you. Do you guys know what this hat is? I'm not going to say what it is. I want someone in the chat to say what it's from. I want to see if you guys recognize the the text. But uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jay Gons. Cowboy Bebop. Yes, okay, you got it. You got it. Um <clears throat> thanks, Jay Gons. Uh Dylan Coulson says for the John Reich death camps, heart you lion face. Oh thanks, buddy. Your your money for my death camps is greatly appreciated. It's it's for a good cause, okay? These death camps are very important. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, Rivers727 says, Did you read the Russian bot story with TLJ? The Last Jedi? Russian bots? No, I don't think I did. What's Russian bots got to do with The Last Jedi? Oh, was that something to do with, like... Russians posing as people who didn't like The Last Jedi in order to mass critique the movie in an effort to bring down Western society. I don't know what the fuck the motivation is there. The Russians are behind the critique of The Last Jedi. It's just like what are the what's in it for the Russians to do? Why would the Russians focus on that? I mean, unless they're so convinced that Star Wars is such a monument... I mean, it is a monumental franchise, and it's important to Western culture, but... Fuck, I don't know. Is that true? Was it confirmed that it was, that it was Russian hackers and not people genuinely disappointed with The Last Jedi? Why would they do that? I don't know. Whatever. Someone wants to elaborate on that, they can. Thanks, Rivers. Uh, Man Mindy French says, Hi, John. Just wanted to let you know that I am one of your female viewers. Oh, thank God. So, yeah, we, were, we are out here. You can thank my boyfriend, Zelig, for getting me hooked. And I legitimately enjoy your work. Hey, awesome. A whammon enjoys my work. That's that that's actually that actually makes me really happy. Cause I don't want this to to be just a big sausage fest. I want I want women to like my content and know that I'm on their side. You know? Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Mindy. I'm glad you're a fan of the show. That's great to hear. I wish more of my female fans were more vocal. But anyway, there you go. Thanks, thanks, Mindy. Uh, Captain Desi says, "What does Captain Desi say? Was Cortana capable of liking Chief in any way, or is she unable to? Also, name your price to make Randall a main character. Mm. I gotta have a price, do I? I just gotta name it. 
I have a price, obviously. I just got to name it to you. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not willing to make Randall a main character. How do you feel about that? Huh? And in regard to Cortana being capable of liking Chief, I think that's a very real possibility. Uh, I think... I think Chief's overall attitude would be too much of a turnoff. But if Chief were to make some adjustments to his character, I can see him being attractive to somebody like Cortana. Anyway, there you go. Thanks, Captain Desi. Uh, Wrecker says... Hey, John, man. Finally, I was able to catch one of your streams after a while. Just want to say, man, I love you, dude, and your stuff, and I've been loving the re-uploads. Also, I teared up for Chief. Fucking love you, man. Thanks. Hey, thank you, buddy. That's a big super chat. Thank you, dude. I'll put your money to good use, I promise. To the death camps, of course. And uh, I'm glad you've been a fan for so long. Um, I'm glad you enjoy my podcasts. I'm glad you're enjoying the re-uploads. Um, season, the season seven re-uploads are almost done. After season seven finishes, we're gonna go straight to the uh, what is it? The the bite. So it season season seven will finish, and then right after that, the bites are gonna start airing. So that'll be bite season one, then season two, and then season one of Hypermail. And what comes after that, I haven't quite decided. In terms of, like, legacy re-uploads, I don't know what's coming next, but I'll figure that out. Probably the... Well, I might put out the, the remastered pilot episode earlier. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with that yet. Because I've still got to re... i got to re-record dialogue for the pilot episode. Because, like, all the audio has been completely remixed, right? So it's, like, all the sound effects were completely done from scratch. And the music, like, it's got a completely new score with original music this time and not copyrighted tracks. And so, as a result, it erased all my original voice work for the pilot. So I've got to re-record re the dialogue for those characters in the pilot episode. And all the other... When Shit, hang on. So I've got to re I've got to re-record all that dialogue, right? Every episode that I do dialogue in or I I'm pretty sure it's all me that does the dialogue. I don't think anyone else did the dialogue at that point. But yeah, I'm going to have to re-record the dialogue for a lot of characters. John, I dropped my headphones, Graham. Oh, you guys are so quick, aren't you? Anyway, uh, thanks, thanks, Wrecker. I'm glad you've been a fan for so long, man. I hope you, I hope you stay tuned. I hope you're enjoying this stuff. Flip Yap says John was Adam's mom, a milf. Was Clyde after her? Of course he would be, because Clyde's alias is Milf Hunter sixty nine. Um. Is, is Adam's mom a MILF? <laughs> Another very crucially important question to the plot. The fans have to know. I don't know, dude. Sure. That doesn't hurt, I guess. 
It doesn't matter. I don't want to say whether it's whether it's one thing or the other because if I do, then that automatically right there makes beauty an important factor when it isn't. You know? It doesn't matter how hot these characters are. You know what? I'm I'm going to choose to not answer that question. Oh my god. Can he do that? Yes, he can. Believe it or not. Anyway, thanks, Flip Yap. Holy Jesus, the super chats just keep coming. I appreciate all this support, guys. I really do. Thank you. Um, shit, we're never going to be done with this. Um, Admiral Icarus says, Did Killer Kitten ever send Master Chief nudes? No. And you know what? I can actually confirm that Killer Kitten has never sent anybody nudes. I think that character gets what she wants on the promise large uh, a lot of the time on the promise of delivering nudes even though she doesn't actually deliver but uh she always promises that the nudes are coming and so that keeps men on the fishing line so to speak you know what i mean where it's like all right i'll keep doing stuff for you but you're gonna send those nudes right and kylie's just like yeah of course i'll send you nudes sure just keep doing what i tell you to do and i'll send you nudes eventually and that's how she strings men along but no, I think I can officially state that the characters never officially delivered nudes to anybody. Anyway, there you go. Uh, what else? Standard Standard Seb. Keb? Seb? I don't know how you say that. Standard Seb, C-E-B, says, Bring Spider Chief back or I will seriously dur. <laughs> you will... Oh no, he's not gonna dur, is he? Dur. Well, I really hope you don't dur too hard. Uh, but I appreciate your super chat nonetheless, standard Seb. Um, Spider Chief, you want Spider Chief, huh? Well, I'll think about it. Thanks, standard Seb. Uh, Jojo ninety seven says, John, I finally made it home from work. Nice to see you, baby girl. You looking good. Oh, well, thank you, man. I'm feeling good. I got to say, I'm feeling all right. It's been a good couple of weeks. And I uh, have your guys's I have you guys partially to thank for that. You guys being so patient with me in regard to these episodes coming out. All right, let's move on here. Thank you, Jojo97. Tay has landed. No text, but uh, $10 super chat. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your support. River727 says, The story came from Variety. The study is retarded. Oh, so that was... Uh, that was about the Russians and the Last Jedi, right? So, when you say the study is retarded, does that mean... Does that... Do you mean to say that that story is factually unfounded so it wasn't Russians or was it Russians but it was just poorly researched or what's going on there the study is retarded I don't deny there's Russian hacking going on but it's just like is the last Jedi critiques really their priority I don't know I think they'd be more sophisticated than that anyway 
Maybe it's true. I don't fucking know. I don't know a goddamn thing. What do I know? Uh, thanks, Standard uh, Seb. Oh, no, sorry. JoJo. Oh, no. Sorry. Fuck. River727. Thanks, buddy. Standard Seb, again, says, buy, sh buy some maple syrup with this. I need to empty this card. <laughs> That's what more people need to do on this chat, I feel, is em completely empty their credit cards. Just like Kirkland Signature. Just, I spend every waking hour praying that Kirkland Signature doesn't have any money in his bank account that he can spend on something like food or betting. You know? I hope he's out on the street with no food and dirt poor because he gave all his money to me via Super Chat. That's that's all I want. Is that too much to ask for? Is it really too much to ask? Uh, th thanks, Standard Seb. I appreciate your support there, buddy. Wrecker says, Loving the re-uploads is an understatement. Now that I'm a lot older parentheses, fourth year university versus now ninth grade high school. I caught so much stuff and I feel like I've been empathizing a lot more with the toys. I enjoy it to the max. Hey, thank you, buddy. And thank you for the additional super chat. You didn't have to do that, but I appreciate it. I get that a lot, you know, people who used to be fans of the show, but uh, they never really... They never really appreciated all the detail that was in the show back then, but now they're they are rewatching it now as a result of all the reuploads, and they're just like, "Man, I'm picking up a lot of stuff that I didn't pick up before, and it's really cool." And uh, people are telling me, and it it pleases me to hear that sort of thing. I'm glad people are picking up additional value from the show after a second rewatch, because. Uh, there is definitely a lot embedded in the show, more than just surface jokes. There's a lot of subtext and uh, serious themes and thoughts about life, you know, that I hope people find relatable. So, hey, I'm really glad you're enjoying it, Wrecker. Thank you very much for your help. And I'm glad you're enjoying it, man, and that you've been a fan for so long. Stay tuned. More to come. Lots more. Uh, Captain Desi. Says, uh, well, he's giving me a link to uh, the Arby and the Chief wiki here. Oh, the Madeline Black wiki. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew if I looked for it, this is what I would find. And sure enough, Madeline Black's wiki page on the Arby and the Chief wiki has already just been edited to uh, include the fact that I have confirmed that uh, Arbiter and Madeline have banged. I'm just going to read this Wikipedia entry. Um, Madeline is confirmed to be a super hot futa with super big tits. Series creator John Graham has vehemently <laughs> defended the point. <laughs> vehemently defended you fucking assholes vehemently defended 
uh, the point that she also had a sizable phallus which remained coiled around her leg, quote-unquote, during the time she spent hospitalized. She was also confirmed to have been banged by the arbiter, quote-unquote, which was likely a catalyst for the events of Season 7. While unconfirmed, it is also highly possible that Madeline engaged in sexual activity with Brody Mitchell. Where is this coming from? This would explain why Eugene was so overt in bullying his young homosexual classmate. Oh, there you go. As Brody would be the only living person to know Madeline better than her younger brother. Furthermore, this would become a point of conflict as the season progressed and Madeline's condition worsened. Brody's possible sexual advances likely would have been driven by Madeline's large penis. <laughs> uh... Nicely done. And you know what? That That's probably going to stay on the wiki for the foreseeable future. Because I can't see anybody going out of their way to correct that. Even though it's not accurate to the, to the story of Season 7. I don't see anybody going into that wiki and making and erasing what this person has just wrote. Because I don't think anybody cares about the integrity of the wiki enough to do it. Uh, I gotta say, I have conflicting feelings that this is now on the unofficial wiki. And it's probably not going to be edited at all. And people are going to think that's canon. But, whatever. It's funny. I guess. I guess. You know. You fucking guys. You trolls. That's what you are. Oh, very, very funny. Nicely done. Thanks, thanks, Captain Desi. Uh, Jaygons8394 says, Look at Madeline's wiki page. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Okay. Thanks, guys. Well done. Um... In Style Gamer says, if Arbiter and Chief can come back after death, could Cortana come back as well? Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, there's no reason she couldn't, but uh, she hasn't. And um, the reason for that, I'm not quite sure why. All I can tell you is that, um, for this for this season story season 8 i never thought it i never thought it um obligatory that i had to bring back cortana i didn't feel that she was necessary to season 8's plot that might change further down the line i may bring back cortana not not in that she's actually alive but in that she returns perhaps as a manifestation of guilt on Chief's part. But that's not that's not canon. I haven't confirmed that, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just tossing around ideas here. Am I allowed to do that? Can I toss around ideas? Can I entertain stupid ideas without it being considered canon? I hope so. But anyway. Uh yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't see a story reason to have Cortana come back at this moment. That's what I'll say. 
It's confirmed, boys. You assholes. Trying to trying to get me worked up. Trying to piss me off. Uh thanks, uh thanks in style gamer. I appreciate it, man. Commando four one four says what happened to Eugene's father? Was he arrested, dead, or still drinking off his ass? Uh, despite the fact that Eugene killed himself, I imagine that Eugene's father is still alive. I haven't thought about it too much, to be honest. But I imagine he's still alive, and I imagine he's still alcoholic. And maybe it's the alcohol that'll kill him. I don't know yet. But I don't think he would have offed himself like Eugene did. I think, I think Eugene's father would still be alive. Uh, thanks commando Uh, supersonic speedy suicide says every character needs to tell a story just like every shot Um, I don't know if you're being serious or there or not but I think I agree with you I think that is true um and it, it, that's hard, too, you know, because how do you tell a story in a singular shot? Because a, a story, by definition, is a sequence of events, right? A meaningful sequence of events. There's a difference. There's a, you, can have a, you can have a meaningless sequence of events, but that's not a story. A meaningful sequence of events is a story. But can, can a story be a picture? And I think it can. Like a, a photograph can tell a story because a photograph can imply a series, a meaningful series of events, can't, can't it, right? Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I try to be conscious of. Like I, I'm very careful with each individual shot of the show. You know, every shot is in there for a reason, you know? And even if, even if every shot doesn't tell a story... Every shot does serve a purpose in telling a story. So maybe not every individual shot tells a story, but every shot serves the purpose of telling one. I'll say that much. How's that? There you go. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Wrecker says, Okay, this is my last one because I got to pay tuition fee November 16th. <laughs> But again, no worries, man. It's the least I can do on top of Patreon. Also, change.org slash bring back Cameron and Cody. Oh, fuck off. Nope. I don't care that you support via Super Chat and Patreon. The fact that you brought up change.org and you want... You're trying to bring attention to a petition to force me to change the story to your whims. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I appreciate your support, man. And uh, I can't believe you're a Patreon supporter on top of that. That's uh that's very uh supportive of you. Generous. I appreciate your help. Thank you to all my Patreon supporters. I don't know if you're all here in the room. I imagine some or perhaps most of you are. But uh thank you all for that. Oh wow, we're at the end of the super chats now. Mindy French. Oh, hey, what's up, Mindy? Uh, says the super chat earlier for five bucks that said retracted message. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and here's another super chat addressing the missing super chat. 
Uh, I guess because I'm a girl, I'm too stupid to use super chat. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. You can't. I'm not the sexist one here. I never said you were dumb. Also, I would leave Zelig for you, homewrecker. <laughs> Don't leave your boyfriend. I'm sure he's great. Any any boyfriend who likes my show is a is is a good man. That's boyfriend material right there. You got to stick with that guy. But hey, I appreciate your support, Mindy. Really, I do, and I'm I'm glad, I'm glad to have female fans of the show who are vocal about the fact. Um, so thank you for making yourself known. I appreciate that. Uh, much appreciated. And now we got another, another super chat that says, from Gigapots says is arbiter's mom hot what what a question to end on because because that's the answer that everybody's waiting for that's the the pressing question that's been hanging over all our heads this entire night is arbiter's mom hot arbiter's mom must be hot if cheap won't stop banging her you know so there you go chief thinks so i'll say that much Chief thinks very much so. So, hey, we've reached the end of the super... Oh, <laughs> oh you guys. You're, you're killing me here. Uh, another fucking super chat. Here we go. And a huge one, no less. 50 bucks from YTP Mania. Says John, one thing I have always loved about Arby and the Chief was the camera work, both with the toys and in game. And I love the current camera work in season eight as well. Keep up the good work. I'm glad to see the Patreon money is being put to good use. Keep up the good work. Hey, thank you, man. Wow, that's a lot. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Fuck, this is so fucking baffling that uh, I could be getting this much support. I'm really appreciative of it, and uh, I'm gonna f I'm gonna keep focusing on making kick-ass content. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what you're inspiring me to do, folks, boys, boys and girls, boys and girls, because I know both are watching now. It's official. I have female fans, guys. It's official. <clears throat> that means I'm cool on a, on a level that I wasn't before. <clears throat> there you go. Thank thank you, YTP Mania. Is that YouTube poop? Is that what that stands for? That that must be what it is, right? Well, thank thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. And another one. Wrecker says the argument between those two dudes in the private networks always leaves me in tears. Throat slitting, dog raping, 10 out of 10. Okay, this is my last one. <laughs> oh, that's the one in season six, right? Where, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the server full of kid hackers, yeah. Yeah. I always liked that scene too. I thought that was good. I thought it was good commentary on the show. On not on the show, on on the way kids behave online, you know, when their parents aren't around. 
and you have a, just a bunch of kids online who are very much capable of saying horrible things to each other, but there's no, nobody's being chaperoned. Everybody's anonymous. Everybody can say whatever they want with no face-to-face -face repercussions or consequences. So, of course, if you have a room full of kids like that, they're all going to be saying heinous shit, you know? So, I always liked seeing that scene and scenes like that because I feel like there's a... I mean, it's satirical, but there's a degree of honesty in there, too, you know, about the, the way kids are. And uh, not just kids, too. I mean, adults can be just as petty as children. And uh, you have a lot of man-children these days, you know, like inf mental infants who are, who are, or at least are grown men or women age-wise, but they they should have... Their wisdom should have grown in proportion with their age, but it hasn't. You know what I mean? So you have very immature people who are who have who are at an a physically old age. You know. This is why. Uh, fuck! What was I gonna say? You know how? Fuck! I went to film school, right? So like. Like, I was taught to always keep in mind what my target audience is, you know? So if you're if you're in film, you're in Hollywood, people are always asking you, like, what's your target demographic? Like, what's your age range? Like, uh, what's, what's your target audience here? Who, who are you aiming for exactly? What's the age range specifically? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, wh how old is everybody really? I mean, like, what age are we considering here? Like, are we are we considering mental age or physical age? Because the fact of the matter is that you have a lot of man-children who are physically old, but they have the minds of children or just, uh, like, a, a childlike level of wisdom in that they don't have any wisdom at all. Or... Either that or the, the, the flip side of that where you have kids that are wise beyond their years, you know? And there's, there's a shitload of examples like that where it's like people challenge their physical age with their intellectual ability, you know? You have really smart kids who are, who are as smart as an adult and you have really dumb adults who are as smart as children. So it's just like if, if that's true, then... What the fuck is the point in getting so fixated on target audiences, you know, where it's like, I need to be worried about what specific physical age demographic I'm nailing. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, like I'm a grown man. I'm 30 years old, but I still like going to Marvel movies as much as any kid does, you know, or I like, I like movies with premises that are appealing to children because like... I like watching kids' cartoons and TV shows, you know? And I don't think I'm ever going to stop liking that kind of content because of my age, you know? No matter how old I get, I'm still going to be watching stupid shit, you know? And inversely, like, any of these man-children who, like, are physically old but they have the minds of children, they're not going to necessarily grow either. I mean, if it's taken them this long to grow out of their infancy, why should they... What's what's to make people expect that they're going to change at any point in the future? You know what I mean? 
John, I like watching kids Graham. Oh, great. I'm glad everybody extracted pedophilia out of that. When I, I was just trying to say something honest and intellectual about kids and man-children, and everyone just extracted pedophilia from that. Great. That's great. Well done, guys. Uh, all right, we got another super chat here. Kiro says, John, look at Madeline's wiki page again. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. What did they do to it this time? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so there's a picture of Thanos here with a giant dick. I'm not sure what the rev relevance of Thanos is specifically in this case. Uh, Brody's possible sexual advances likely would have been driven by Madeline's large penis. John has read this theory but declined to comment on its legitimacy, preferring to leave the details of Madeline's sex life up to, up to the audience's interpretation. <laughs> well, God forbid I do that. Fuck. You guys. Okay, we're done with Super Chats. We're done. You, you cut off. You cut off, okay? That's it. That's it. We're done. So, look, I had some material that I wanted to go... Oh, for fuck's sake. Grr, I'm pretending to be mad that people are giving me more Super Chats. RB506 says you do have a Patreon supporter in the chat tonight. One of your, well, I figured as much. One of your producers, in fact, I go by Brett J. Burgess. I know who you are, dude. Here's a little extra. Love you. Hey, thank you, buddy. Thank you for your support. It's not cheap. It's not cheap giving all this money to people. I know, I know, uh, I know how much money this is, and it's, it's a lot. But uh, I appreciate that you value my content that much. And uh, I, really, I really do work hard to try and give you guys top quality content. The best content that I can manage. And I'm pouring my whole, all the skills that I've soaked in over the last 10 years of media creation. I'm pouring all that into this. So um, I hope you're enjoying it. Okay, so um, I had all this material that I wanted to get into it, that I wanted to get into, podcast material, but uh, it's getting a little late, and I'm getting a little tired, to be honest, and we've been streaming for a total of how long? F almost five hours. I mean, fuck, I gotta do just a, a podcast on top of this. Like, I haven't even gotten a chance to go into my own material yet. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about uh, I wanted to talk about Blizzard shitting the bed with Diablo Immortal at their press conference at BlizzCon recently. I wanted to talk about Red Dead Redemption and um, Vice and how much Vice sucks and uh, fuck what else ideological possession. I kind of talked about that a bit today. 
I wanted to talk about Canada's Canada. Canada's electoral reform is pissing me off. All these advocates for first past the post and proportional representation and both sides are advertising their side in a way that is unappealing and disingenuous and lazy and it pisses me off. Uh I wanted I had a story about a security guard in Staples that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um I made a really inappropriate joke at a wedding that I regret that I wanted to tell you guys about. <laughs> um a f uh, quite a few things. But uh I really am tired and uh I I really I I I wish I could I had the energy to keep on going, but I I feel like I got to I got to sit I got to not do this anymore tonight and just sit. Oh, and there's also that email that I got that I talked about last podcast, but I didn't I didn't have time to get into that then either. And it was that email that I told you guys that I got about a guy who was concerned that I was cultivating an audience of essentially alt-right poltards. You guys know what I mean by that, right? Poll being the politically incorrect board on 4chan. So people who linger, lurk on there and say all this heinous shit. This guy was accusing me of cultivating a hateful audience, basically. And I didn't... I didn't agree with it. But, uh... No, I don't want to end with a wedding joke. I don't even think it was that funny. But it was just the inappropriateness of it that was really funny to me in hindsight. I'll say that. But anyway, look. Uh I I got to I got to I got to call it quits for tonight. Um cuz I just need to sit and relax for a bit. It's I've been going on for too long. Um don't apologize for sending me super chats for Christ's sake. You guys you guys are doing God's work sending me super chats, throwing money at my digital money at my face. I appreciate you guys throwing obscene amounts of money at my face. Um, I might even use it to as a budget for a sh for a short film that I'm working on. Uh, I want to make I want to make a live action horror movie. But uh, but that's another matter. I've got Ar I've got Arby and the Chief to focus on. So. Uh, so look, I'm hard at work on a lot of things, including Part C of R being the Chief, and um, I will stream again. I think I'll, I'll probably stream tomorrow. I think I'll stream tomorrow. Don't hold me to it, but I, I might come back tomorrow if I'm available tomorrow because I want to get some gaming done, and I want to do an actual podcast where I, where I talk about things that I intended to talk about on the show rather than just uh, super chat topics. You know what I mean? But I really do hope you guys enjoyed today's stream. And so it's not like this wasn't a podcast. I mean, I'm sure I went into a lot of insightful territory, just not territory that I was expecting to delve into. You know what I mean? So um, t John, talk about the email next time or I will punch you in the ovaries. Oh, don't do that. My ovaries. This has been one long shit post. Leave super chats till the end tomorrow, job. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. All right, guys, should we call it a night? Let's call it a night, okay? So, so look, 
part B is public now, right? I think it's uh, I think it's available for everyone. It should be. So you can go ahead and watch that on your own if you want. You don't have to. You don't have to suffer through all the stupid lag that happened. I don't know what the fuck that was about. But uh, oh, it got eight dislikes. Wow, already. Why did it get eight dislikes? Hmm. Ah, uh, you just can't please everyone, can you? Ah, whatever. Anyway, so part B is available now publicly. You can watch that. And uh, I might stream again tomorrow. We'll see if I have time. Um, if I do, I'll let you know. So just keep an eye on Twitter. And... Uh, and if you're available tomorrow, join the fun. We'll we'll have some we'll have some fun. All right. All right. So thanks, guys, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Go to my. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot my links. I'm gonna bring up my links quickly. So go to go to all my stuff. Go. To, I have a website. Go to, go to my website. Go to my SoundCloud. Oh no, sorry. Website, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitch. I'm, I don't use Twitch that much, but there you go. There's my Twitch. My Patreon, uh, if you want to support me. If uh, if you haven't done the Super Chat thing and you want to support me, there's an option. You can go to patreon.com slash jcjgram. You can send me an email at jcjgram at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Facebook studio page, you can go there. Subscribe. Lick and subscribe, all that shit. You know the drill. Just do do the things. And YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Ring the notification bell. Whatever the fuck, you know. You know the drill. You know. You know. Okay. You know the thing to do. Just do it. Just stop procrastinating and do the things. Okay. And then my Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, on the gram. If you want to follow John Graham on Instagram, you can uh, follow me on there. That's that's my alias on Instagram. So there you go. There's all my links. Thank you for tuning in. We'll do this again soon. I really hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys, and I hope you all have a good night. Japanese accent. Don't let, don't let your... Dreams be dreams. <laughs> there you go. Japanese accent. Outrageously stereotypical and offensive Japanese accent for you. There you go. All right. Good night, guys. I'll see you again soon. <laughs>